Hi, everyone. My name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome back to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Chayasara, and let's get right into it. So for the second straight week, I'm uh, dipping back into Rav Samson Rafal Hirsch. Over the past few years, I don't usually uh, use him that often, uh, but the truth is that I have marked down in my Chumash already from last year at Parshas Chayasara that uh, I should give this to Vartora the next year at the soonest possible time. So uh, who am I to argue with myself? And uh, I'm jumping right back in for a second straight week. Um, and this is really an amazing Zohar Torah, which uh, I think uh, we have a lot to take out of, um, a lot of which is uh, really applicable to us uh, nowadays, really, in, in our times. And um, I'm going to leave most of those uh, lessons for you to figure out yourself but there are definitely things uh, which I want to mention uh, as we go through. So the Devar Torah really goes on the first Pasuk of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Chayasara, uh, which begins with the story of Sarah's death uh, and her subsequent burial uh, in Maras Machpelah. This week, of course, is a very big Shabbos in uh, the city of Hebron. Uh, whoever is going there uh, for Shabbos this week, I hope you enjoy. But anyway, this goes on the first uh, parsha, uh, Pasuk in the Parsha, which reads, uh, Sarah, the, the life of Sarah was shana shanim, 100 years and 20 years and 7 years, Sarah, the years of the life of Sarah. And this is in, uh, again, the first Pasuk in the Parsha, which is a Sefer Parashas, Perik Chav Gimel, Pasuk Aleph. And the classic question uh, on this Pasuk is, why did we write out each set of years separately? Why does it say 100 years and 20 years and 7 years, just say 127 years? So the classic explanation, as always, you look at Rashi. And he explains from a Medrash that each set of years is meant to make a specific point. First, that when she was 100, she was like a 20-year-old in terms of sin. Now, what does that mean? Chazal teach us that until the age of 20, a person is not liable to receive any punishment from heaven for any Averis that you may do. So what the Pasuk is teaching us is that even at the age of 100, Sarah had not sinned in any way that would require punishment from heaven. And the second point is that when she was 20, she still maintained that pure beauty that is attributed to a little girl, a child. You know, there's different types of beauty with with children and adults. So she still had that pure aspect of beauty, uh, shall we say, untouched by by time or human hands, you know, however you want to say it. Um, but that uh, is present in children. And the idea of the pasuk breaking down the the years into each one of these levels is to accentuate these ideas. And this is where Hirsch comes in, and he he challenges this medrash or this reading of the medrash in this way and, and uh, explains it in his own words. But before he does that, he just adds in another question. Uh, and it's really a fairly obvious question if you look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk again begins, Sarah, and the life of Sarah was, and it continues 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years. And then it ends off, Sarah, the years of the life of Sarah. That's essentially a repetition of the beginning part of the Pasuk. And the life of Sarah was the years of the life of Sarah, with the numbers in the middle. Isn't that everything in the Pasuk? It seems entirely extra. So in order to answer this question, he expands on this medrash. The three ages of 120 and 7 that are mentioned in the Pasuk 
while they're specific to Sarah because she did die at the age of 127, they're meant to represent the three stages of a, a person's life. Seven is meant to represent the youth, 20 is adulthood, and 100 is old age. Now, Chazal teach us that the best way for a person to live their life is by acting their age by each one of these stages. Now, there's a lot to that. So what exactly does that mean? As a person goes through the various stages of life, the idea is that the lessons that you learn at each stage should be internalized. And then as you get to the next stage, you should use those lessons so that you should be successful as you get older. So theoretically, the mistakes and the lesson that a person learns as a child should uh, now affect him how he lives as an adult. And then all the events, all the happenings that influence a person as an adult, the teaching moments that he receives at that stage should help him as an older person how to live life. So what ends up happening is that the older the person is, the more life experience you have from which to draw wisdom and insight into the events of the world and your own personal life, while the adult has more wisdom and experience uh, than the youth. And you're supposed to use, so again, you use each of these stages to gain that information so that by the time you get to the beginning of the next stage, you're already uh, ready to uh, correct or uh, make more precise your life going forward. And when life follows this pattern, Chazal say this is Chaye Emes, this is a true life. And this brings us back to the Medrash and the breakdown of Sarah's life. To read the Medrash just simply, it kind of sounds ridiculous, you know, with all, with all apologies to Rashi, it's really crazy. The lack of sin on the part of the 20-year-old is not because there's such tzaddikim. It's because of a phrase what we call the innocence, read naivete, of the youth. It's because they don't know anything. It's because they don't know better. You can't hold an unknowledgeable, immature, inexperienced person for their actions. How are they responsible when they don't know what they're doing? So that type of innocence, there's no pride in being compared to that kind of innocence. But people actually think there is. They think that you look, oh, this person, he's so pure, he, has a, he doesn't know anything. In reality, who's the true conqueror of sin? Who's the person that you should really want to be compared to? You look at the older person, the person who's been faced with the challenges of life, with uh, the, the shallowness and, and depravity that surrounds us in this world, but they slowly built up the experience and the knowledge throughout their adult life until they come out shining on the other side. So the com real comparison that you should want is that the 20-year-old should be as clean a sin as the 100-year-old, right? The one who has faced the challenges and still come out on top. So this comparison is specifically by the adult and the elderly person because the child has no connection at all to any types of sin. They haven't been exposed to these ideas. And that's in terms of sin. And the same is true when it comes to beauty. An innocent, ignorant child, it's very easy for them to maintain the pure, clear beauty that they're blessed with at birth. But what about the one who has faced peer pressure, maybe even derision, but for sure, the sometimes overwhelming expectations of the outside world, yet has still maintained the pure beauty, both inner and outer, upon reaching adulthood, 
that's someone to be admired. And this is specifically a stage, the comparison is between the youth and the adulthood, because it's meant for those in the prime of life, when the thoughts of others are still strong upon, upon a person's conscious, and the physical body is in peak condition. By the time you get to the, the, the elderly stage, you don't care as much about what other people think about you, hopefully, and the physical body is not in peak condition anymore. This is specifically a stage that applies to the adult. And it's one that can be conquered. This person, so now this adult who has gone through all these challenges and come out shining on the other side should be compared to a young child who knows nothing of such things, who hasn't had to face these challenges yet. They will at certain stages of youth, but that's their opportunity to learn from it. But at this point, at the time of a seven-year-old, at the time of a, of a young child, they have no idea what they're doing. To make that comparison is insulting. And this is how we look at Sarah. Sarah was someone who embodied this Chaye Emes, this true life. She took the lessons of her youthful beauty to service her as an adult, and this, the lessons on avoiding sin into her later years. And that's what the Pusik's doing when it breaks it down into 120 and 7. It's showing us how she mastered each stage of life, or how she properly utilized each st stage of life in order to advance her life at, and make it better at every stage to make it true, to make it the best way possible as she went through each stage of life. And that's why the phrase Shnei Chaye Sarah is repeated at the end because Shnei Chaye Sarah is saying that yes, Sarah did live 127 years old. But what's Vayu Chaye Sarah saying at the beginning? These 127 years, they were Chaye Sarah. She lived every single one of these 127 years. She took the lessons from seven and applied them when she was 20. She took the lessons at 20 and applied them when she was 100. Throughout her life, throughout the journey of these various stages of her life, until she left this world, these years, these examples of these years tell her story, that she left this world fully accomplished, having perfectly completed the sum of the purpose of her entire life. And there's, there's so many lessons to be taken out of this of, of how we observe our own lives. But I just want to say that we should use this understanding of our amazing ancestor, Sari Emenu, as an inspiration to us all and teach us how we should view each portion of our lives. Any challenges we face as we go through the various parts are only there to make us stronger. And really, our lives are only complete when we can use everything we have learned, when we've gone through, when we've fully utilized every stage of life. Every stage of life is important because every single one has something that we take to the next level. We're not meant to stay where we are right now. We're going to age. But as we age, we take what we've learned and we apply it to make our lives even better. And when we reach that final stage and we've done what we can with our lives, only then can we have truly lived? Can we have had Chaye Emes? Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the AMM Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com.
where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.